Hi everyone, this is Emily and Summer hosting Thai China, with cross-cultural studying and working experience. But both born in Shanghai, we've seen lots of information asymmetry from international sources and local perspectives. This brought us the idea of opening this podcast to show the real China to audience who are interested in this topic. The program will be released weekly to present a fresh China through Chinese popular topics and high attention events. If you would like to know this country from a local voice, please enjoy it. Today we're going to start a new series of our program, which named Thai Talk. In this new series,、uh, we're going to invite people from different industry, but have、uh, working or studying experience both in China and、uh, other countries outside of China. I think it will be interesting for people or our audience to know a real China from uh, um, people with different background and different perspective. But would like to share their feeling by combining their experience in China. So please enjoy the new series.、Um, the first guest speaker of Thai Talk is Bill Neighbors, who has、uh, experience of doing fitness business both in United States and China. So let's hear his unique experience in this industry. I'm Bill Neighbors, and I'm with Mercury Fitness here in Shanghai.、Um, I've been in physical fitness for over 40 years now, <laughs> which is really hard to believe. But I've been either working on myself, or working with clients, or training other people for all of that time. Now, I've had a lot of careers. I started out as an accountant, and then I was a software engineer. But fitness has always been my first love. As a matter of fact, when I was 54, I went back and got my certification at the American College of Sports Medicine for a certified personal trainer. And then I started working for the YMCA, which is、uh, the largest nonprofit health organization in the United States as a personal trainer. Now, my certification deals with the traditional clients, but it also deals with those who have special needs like rehab,、uh, cancer survivors. And、um, even the elderly. So I work with a broad spectrum of of clients. So today, at 60, I manage to work out five to six times a week, and still、uh, provide my clients with very specialized personal fitness needs、uh, for their goals. Now, as you enter the workforce or continue down your path, fitness can be a great tool for you. It can keep you healthier, happier, and can elevate your moods. Plus, it provides a great outlet for your daily frustrations. Trust me. <laughs> With the increase of obesity and diabetes in the world as we know it, starting a fitness program early and developing healthy lifestyle choices is very, very important. Now, your fitness is going to change over time. Folks are single. They get married. They have children. There are ups and downs in life, so all of that comes into play, especially when there's a fitness program involved. But an exercise program can be very, very simple. It can be just as simple as brisk walking for 30 minutes a day, which can elevate your moods and also help you with a healthier lifestyle. Plus, studies have shown that women who exercise 
into the third trimester of their pregnancy have an easier childbirth. So what is fitness? Well, fitness means a lot of things to a lot of different people. However, fitness is really a combination of exercise, healthy lifestyle choices, good eating habits, and good sleeping habits. And we'll talk a little bit more about that later. But exercise can provide you with uh, better lifestyle choices, weight loss, better circulation, and better cardiovascular uh, performance. Now, exercise can be a variety of movements. It can be walking, uh, running, swimming, boxing, tai chi, yoga, anything. But as long as you're getting up and getting your heart rate up, that's the main thing. So when you start a fitness program, you want to think about your goals. First thing are your goals. Do I want to lose a little bit of weight? Do I want to gain a little bit of muscle? Do I want to increase my cardiovascular health? Or do I just want to generally change the shape of my body overall? Well, if you want to add uh, a little bit of musculature, you're going to have to add some resistance. So you'll need to lift weights or do body weight exercises to increase the musculature you're looking for. If you want to lose a little bit of weight, well, that can be achieved through healthy portion control and just brisk walking for 30 minutes a day. Now, if you want to incre incre increase your um, cardiovascular health, you're going to have to add walking, uh, running, and swimming to increase the capacity and efficiency of your heart and your lungs. But if you want to change the shape of your body, well, the three I just mentioned, any of those used consistently, can change the shape of your body for better. One of the most common questions I get is, how much exercise do I have to, to perform to lose weight and feel better? Well, the recommended exercise is 150 minutes per week. So if you break that down, that's 30 minutes a day for five days, or about 20 to 25 minutes every day. Now with that 150 minutes of exercise, it will lead to a healthier lifestyle and it'll also make you feel better. But the first question I get is, how do I burn fat? Well, with fat burning, there's a little bit of math that goes on. And so the math equation is the number 220 minus your age times 70%, and that gives you your maximum heart, heartbeat. So the number 220 minus 20 times 70% is 140. So with 140, we can't exercise at 100% the whole time, so we choose 70% of that number. So that number is 140 times 70% or 112 heartbeats per minute. Now your numbers are gonna change with your age. And I'll show you a graphic, a very expensive graphic, later on in the presentation. If you maintain that rate at 20 to 30 minutes per day, your exercise will increase and your body fat will melt away. So what exercise or fitness program is right for you? Well, if you have a sedentary lifestyle, you're going to need to get up and move more and get your heart rate up. Now, I often ask people, are you a social person or are you more of an introverted person? If you're more of an introverted person, then you might want to choose running or swimming because there are really more uh, individual types of sports. Whereas if you're more social, you may want to choose an instructor-led program like a HIT class or a bar class, something that, that is instructor-led. Think back when you were a kid. What did you like to do? Did you like to, to run? Uh, did you like to swim? Did you like to jump? All of those things can be incorporated into your fitness program. 
Now, when you first start any type of fitness or exercise program, the first thing is getting past your fear. You have to push that fear because it is what keeps us from moving forward. The fear of the unknown. How will I do this? Will I like it? Will I look foolish? Well, once you walk in, and trust me, walking in is the hardest thing you have to do, but once you walk in, you're going to meet individuals that are at the same level of expertise that you are. Probably just beginning, just like you are. But this feeling of everybody being in it all together at the same level is really great motivation, so embrace that. Embrace that. Now, here are some guidelines when you do start an exercise program. Number one, my exercise program is not the same as yours. So one size does not fit all. Your program is going to be unique to you. Your life, your needs, your life challenges, all of those are going to play a part. But leave your ego at the door. So many people start, get hurt, get sore, and have no motivation to go back and start that program again. So start slowly and build on your routine. So let's say, for instance, you want to start a running program. You can start that slowly by using two minutes to walk and two minutes to run. And you build on that till your 30-minute program. So as you get stronger, you decrease the amount of walking and increase the amount of running to your 30 or 45-minute program. If you wanted to start weightlifting, go to a gym. Gym is a great place. Now, oftentimes, you can find a day pass. If you get a day pass, go in, see how you like the gym, and take them up on that personal trainer because the trainers will always want to sell you a session, I promise. But go, have the session with the trainer, and beat them at their own game. Journal, take a journal and write everything you do with that trainer. It shows you the exercises, the machines, and the settings, and then you'll have a better idea of how to use the equipment in the future. So. Another singular type of exercise is swimming. It's often taught as a group, but it's also taught individually. Now, many organizations uh, teach this as a group level, and this is how I learned as an adult swimmer. So you learn to swim to, your, swim to save yourself, but you also learn swimming techniques. And like I said before, you're going to meet people that are at the same exact expertise level that you are. So I talked about a gym when I talked about weightlifting. So I'm gonna help you find your gym. Your gym is really important to your program. And I really feel that if your gym is too far away from your home or from your work, say 15 or 20 minutes, it's really easy to make those excuses not to make it to the gym. But here's an excuse buster. If it takes you five to six minutes to get out of your car, get into the lift and put the key on your front door, five to six minutes, well, six minutes, if you're 20 minutes from your gym, that's a quarter of the time it would have taken you to get to the gym. So it's a little harder to make that excuse in those terms. But for a gym, do your research. Look around your home, look around your work. Is there a gym that has the facilities that you need? Uh, do they have a pool or a yoga studio or a cycling studio? Whatever facilities that you need, make sure that that, that gym has it. Now, I use three T's for trying to find a gym. It's going to sound strange, but I'm going to go over Tour, time, and toilet. I know, it sounds weird. <laughs> but tour. Tour your prospective gym and see if it has what, it, what you need. Does it offer what you wanted? Is it bright? Is it 
uh, open? Is it inviting? If it's more inviting, chances are you'll go back and try to go to the gym more often. If it's dark or depressing, then it's much harder to get motivated when trying to go to the gym. So that's tour. Now, time. Always tour the gym at the time that you're going to work out. If you go on a time that's convenient for you, it may not be the time that you're going to work out. So if you go during the time that you work out, you'll understand how busy the gym is, is the equipment available, and also how does the facility handle the number of members at that particular time. Now last is toilets. I know, weird, right? No. I've found that changing rooms and toilets are a great way to understand how good a gym is going to treat their members. If the toilets and showers are clean and bright, then chances are the gym is paying close attention to the little details. If they're dark or moldy and not clean, then it makes, makes me wonder how much money is being spent on the maintenance for that gym. You'd be surprised. Cleaner toilets actually mean better service for the membership. So those are uh, tour, time, and toilets. Now, a little bit about nutrition and a diet trend I'd like to address, and then sleep, something we don't get enough of. So with nutrition, I don't really talk about food. I talk about what you shouldn't eat. I don't, I don't tell you what not to eat, I just don't. I try to give you really healthy guidelines, physical guidelines for portion control. So if you think about it, the human stomach is only about this big. So this is the average size of the human stomach and probably about the size of mine. And with that, if you overeat, it will expand and this leads to unhealthy appetite. If you maintain a healthy lifestyle and healthy eating choices, it'll stay in its traditional shape like this. Now, the other is, if you look at the palm of your hand, this size and this thickness is about what nutritionists tell us that we should eat for protein. So the size, the palm of your hand, and the thickness. Conversely, if you make a fist like this, this is the size and shape of the carbohydrates that we should eat at one setting. So bread, dumplings, um, any vegetable that is a carbohydrate would be this much. So you have this much protein, this much carbohydrates, and to fill out your plate, all the leafy green vegetables you possibly want or consume. That's the best way. And also, you want to limit the amount of fat and sugar in your diet. So you eat leaner meats for less fat and avoid sugary drinks and desserts for uh, intake on your sugar. And for Pete's sake, please drink water. We don't think that we drink enough water at all, but the moment you think you're drinking too much water, you're not. Keep drinking water. The body is made up of 70% of water, so we have to continue to hydrate. So now there's a diet trend that I'd like to talk about, and it's called intermittent fasting. And it's kind of popping up in different health magazines around the world, so I wanted to address it. Um, intermittent fasting is just a fancy way of saying the time that you eat. So the first is called an alternate day fasting. An alternate day fasting is basically you eat a regular diet one day, and the second day you fast, or you consume less than 500 calories. So you eat one day and fast one day. The next version is the five to two ratio. Five days you eat a regular diet and two days you fast, again, consuming less than 500 calories on those two days. The third option is time-restricted fasting. 
Now, time-restricted uh, time fasting is pretty much an eight-hour period of time that you eat. So think, I skip breakfast, I eat lunch, and then I have dinner before 8 p.m. in the evening. And that lets you consume all of your calories before you take in more calories within the eight-hour period of time. Now, in our house, we use time-restricted fasting, but we use a 12-hour period of time. So we eat breakfast uh, after 7 a.m., and then we eat dinner before 7 p.m. And that gives us 12 hours to consume all of the calories before we take in more. Now, the one thing I will tell you, and there's a caution, if you choose to use fasting, that you can experience mood swings. Now, I get hangry. That's hungry and angry, and that's not pretty. So you always want to choose the best option that, for you. Now, sleep. The one thing I wanted to talk about is we don't get enough sleep. There's just no way. We've all seen that little red bar on your phone where it's in the red, right, when the batteries run down. Well, humans are the exact same way. We have an exhaustion level, and we have to have the moments to, to disconnect, to power down, just like our phone does. Otherwise, we make silly mistakes. You can uh, even, even lead to illnesses. So trying to get the best amount of sleep you can is, is really important. I've been reading this book by Matthew Walker, and it's called Why We Sleep. He recommends, of course, eight hours of uninterrupted sleep. However, there are two sleep cycles, sleep cycles that we have talked about uh, that you may have heard of. One is REM sleep, REM sleep, or rapid eye movement, and that is the one that we think of as the dreamlike state, where all of our memories of the day are kind of pushed back, um, all the activities are back into the memories, into our memory banks. And then the second is NREM sleep, which is the non-rapid uh, eye movement, and it's really the most critical. It allows us to completely decompress disconnect from the world, and it allows all the activities of the day to move into our subconscious. And this is the phase that we need the most. Now I know, in our busy schedule, eight hours of uninterrupted sleep every day is almost impossible. But you have to think of it as you're carving out something or setting a schedule, like a meeting. So I always suggest that if you can get six to seven hours of uninterrupted sleep, at least four to five times a week, then you can be on to a healthier, healthier sleeping schedule. So try that at least six to uh, at least four to five times a week. Now there are four new fitness trends I'd like to talk about, and then we'll talk about some injuries. So the first is called virtual fitness, and virtual fitness is pretty much uh, an instructor-led type of uh, computer-based interactive program that you have with. Uh, an instructor, and it's usually in, interactive with other uh, members or clients around the world. And you may have heard of Tonal or Mirror by Lululemon, and there's a new product called Fitcher that's coming into the Asia market. And again, it's all interactive, computer, uh, screen, in-home type of experience. The next is, is uh, instructor-led, and it's called High Intensity Interval Training, or HIT Training. And this is uh, instructor-led, usually with music, and it keeps your heart, heart rate high for fat burning, and then it's alternated with a little bit lower heart rate activity. Again, it's instructor-led and uh, usually with music. Now the third is functional training. A functional training is what I use, and this is uh, training that's aimed at reproducing sports movements, uh, play, and physical work. So what I usually train my clients with, we work on full body, 
and the ability to actually uh, build muscle for uh, a daily basis. So we use it for uh, all the daily functional things, lifting stuff out of a car or pulling things off of a shelf. All of those can lead to low back injuries or shoulder injuries. So we train for that. And a subset of that is CrossFit. So CrossFit is a new uh, emerging trend that's all total body. It's all about whole body musculature building and endurance. And a, and a typical exercise for CrossFit is lifting a big truck tire and flipping it. It works the entire body. So when you are flipping a truck tire, you're using your back, your legs, your arms, your shoulders. So again, it's a full body type of, of exercise program. So those are some of the trends I wanted to talk about. And now I want to talk about sports injuries. Well, really I want to talk about a really underreported back stress injury from repetitive use. Now this is going to sound kind of weird and something you ladies probably don't talk to with strangers, but let's talk about your bra, okay? A bra, the best supportive bra that you could possibly afford is a great investment because it relieves the upper back strain that you experience every day. My family, they're all petite women, and they all had back problems until they started buying good support bras. And after that, their back problems lessened. Now my mom, she's from the country, so she always says, a bra is like a partner. If they're not supportive, break up with them. So I'll leave you with that thought. And guys, we need support too. Always wear a support liner when you're exercising or when you're buying gear. Try to find gear that has a supportive brief. And for anyone who's doing weightlifting, always use a weight belt to support your lower back to uh, reduce low, low, low back stress. One other underreported injury is upper back stress from carrying a computer bag, a purse, or a backpack. So my tip is, if you carry it on the left, switch and move it to the right. So that way you're offsetting the strain on your upper back and your lower back. And for Pete's sake, lighten up your bags. Take out the stuff that you don't need and don't carry a full bottle of water because if you do, you're adding additional kilos that your upper back just does not need. Okay, in my introduction uh, online, I talked about doing a, a desktop boot camp. So there's, these are four exercises that when you sit for long periods of time, this is, will help to open up your chest and the thoracic, which is this part of your back. So the first one we're gonna do is shoulder rolls. And we naturally hunch forward, so I'm gonna ask you to do them backward. And I'm gonna do 10, just to demonstrate, but this is recommended to do 25 times. So I'm gonna roll back like this, concentrating, keeping them toward my ears, and then back. And then the next is arm rotations. So it's straight out, arms are directly at your shoulders, and we're gonna make tiny circles and they're very controlled. This will be 25 times, we're gonna do it 10 or 15. Then we're gonna go backward, because this helps open up your chest. Again, this would be 25 times. And now the next exercise is very slow and concentrating. You're gonna think about relaxing your shoulders, and you're gonna tilt your head to the side, try to put your ear on your shoulder very slowly and I crack, you guys probably can hear it crack, and then we're gonna go the other way. And then the last movement is neutral and chin up, all the way to the ceiling. So one more, to the side, slowly to the side, and then up. 
So you'll do that eight times. Now the last is I call it a rear hand clasp. So you're gonna take your hands, clasp your palms, open up your chest, and you're gonna push down to your back pockets. So one, two, three, four. The idea here is to open your chest and you're gonna feel concentration in your upper back and possibly in your triceps, okay? So that one time during the day will help to to completely open up your chest and your back. So in conclusion, I would just like to say, starting early uh, with good health habits are so important. Um, it will lower your risk of disease, it will help you to uh, make healthier lifestyle choices, and it will also lead to uh, better eating habits. So the better you eat, the better you sleep, the better you sleep, the happier you are. <laughs> I'm gonna leave you with two uh, piece of it, pieces of advice from my grandma and grandpa, and they lived to be 96 and 97 years old, respectively. So my grandma said, always look up, because if you're looking up, you could meet the love of your life, but if you're looking down, you'll never know it. And then my grandpa said, the moment that you stop moving is the moment that you start dying. So I've always thought that those are pretty good pieces of, of advice. Um, I've always followed that and always kind of always look forward and taking that step forward, um, practicing consistency in my fitness program throughout my life. So I'll leave those words with you and I invite you to take your first step to your fitness program. Thank you.
我说叫。